Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Okay, so as we wait on uh, Martine to join us as well tonight, um, big episode. So welcome back to On the Fast Break um, NBA Talk. I'm your host, Alex, and we can be joined by both Tigo, who's already here, and Martine. Um, and as I said, big episode today. We've got, uh, obviously, the NBA draft was was uh, earlier, I guess last week now. Mm-hmm. And... Um, some more free free agency officially opened this week, um, and a lot of a lot of big moves, especially by uh, certain teams like the Lakers and the Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks um, a lot. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm very excited for this episode. We've got a lot to cover. Um, so as we wait for Martine, why don't we um, start by talking about how Clay Thompson injured himself um, in practice and how it's going to affect the Warriors? Um, yeah. Um, excited to be here again, Alex. Uh, thanks for welcoming me back. Thanks for, uh, be- thanks for coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's start with a hard topic, I guess. Um, uh, <laughs> and then get to the fun stuff. Yeah, I was, I actually watched an interview of uh, Steph Curry talking about it. And I can, I can understand what Steph is feeling, you know. He said he, he had some tears for Clay, and, you know, recovering, you know, going through two, you know, almost full seasons of recovery is rough for anybody that loves sports. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to Clay. Hopefully he has a speedy recovery and gets back twice as good as he is, if that's possible. Yeah. Um, so – of course, I'm sure the Warriors fans are going to be disappointed um, mm-hmm. in this news. And um, they, did, they, they made some good moves in the offseason. They, they made did. Some good, they definitely and, did. And so it's unfortunate that Clay can't be a part, another piece. Well, not another piece. He would be, you know, a veteran leader for that team alongside Clay. And so, you know, it's it, it'll be interesting how he can maintain that leadership role uh, through his recovery process. Mm-hmm. Reporter Clay on the sidelines once again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you'd have to think you know it, this is Clay's second injury. He hasn't even gotten into an official NBA game since 2018 Finals, right? Yeah. Um, is it can be the same Clay Thompson he was at the beginning of next season when he's supposed to come back, or like is he just gonna be this? regressing at a fast pace, Clay, after having two injuries like this? Well, I would say that, you know, you know, Clay Thompson's no Michael Jordan. Nobody's no Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan took a little bit of time to recover after his, you know, 19 months away from basketball. The reason for that is NBA players are the best basketball players in the world, okay? And Clay mm-hmm. Thompson was one of the best of the best. For us to assume that he'll come back at a hundred percent is 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 a big ask. I will. I, I you know I guarantee you know similar to what they did for Zion this year when he came back from injury, they limited his minutes until you know uh, the the staff that was you know in charge of his recovery. Um, thought that he was good to go. And so that's what they'll probably do. They'll probably limit his minutes initially um, until he's 
back to his good self. Um, but he needs yeah. he needs game minutes to get back to you know <clears throat> play. Yeah, for sure. Um, so now Clay, how do, how do I say this? Clay. Uh, okay, let me start by saying this. Last season, we did see the Warriors in action without Clay towards the end of the season before the suspension because Steph Curry returned. Yeah. Um, and they traded away D'Angelo Russell because Steph Curry was returning. But now I bet they're regretting doing that um, now that Clay Thompson is out for another season. Where um, is D'Angelo? D'Angelo went to go join his good friend Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota, which mm-hmm. is very cool to see them play together. And then the the last piece they need is Devin Booker over over in Minnesota, and they can complete their friendship triangle. But um, yeah, so I bet they're definitely regretting trading away D'Angelo Russell now as well. Um, because he's a really good good asset who can play the shooting guard, um, and without Clay, that leaves you. Th- who that who does that leave starting a shooting guard for the Warriors, right? It's like Damian Lee or uh, someone like that. So I'm sure, um, as I said before, they're gonna be uh, very very disappointed that Clay yeah, won't be able to play be this. Disappointed. Season. It's going to be. You, you never want to say it's going to be a building year, but um, who with who they they got, it's you're not really <coughs> sure where the pieces are. Um, you know, Draymond is not a consistent shooter, um, mm-hmm. and the rest of their team is is young. I would say, mm-hmm. um, so they don't have that veteran leadership. They don't have that veteran. Um, ability or that play they they're not the same playoff team that the golden state warriors have always been right yeah Um, you you know draymond's been a little inconsistent um and so you know a lot of his game when he was at his best was um he would get open shots and he would drive and be able to kick it to clay or to steph and so he's not gonna have he's gonna have limited options going into this next year yeah, yeah. Um, so let's just get straight into um, talking about this year's draft picks. Okay. Um, I've got one through 20 that I want to talk about. Maybe spend two minutes on each, um, two, two, to, two to, you know, 10 minutes on each, really. <laughs> <laughs> you never know how long we're going to talk about one guy for yeah. in this podcast, really. So um, starting off the number one pick from the Timberwolves, to go join D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns is Anthony Edwards. Um, there were some late rumors that came out about him not being dedicated to the sport and being more dedicated to playing football. Um, do you think the Timberwolves took a risk on drafting him? And if so, do you think Anthony Edwards um, was the right choice? And do you think that Anthony Edwards is able to come through and, and be one of the best players in the NBA in a couple of years? You know, that's that's a loaded question. Yeah, it is. Uh, especially with how talented the second pick was in, in mm-hmm. this draft. Um, you know, I would say that's a loaded question. Um, 
what surprises me, right? When you look at Anthony Edwards, when you watch him play, you're like, this dude is huge. This man plays big. And I mm-hmm. think I think the Timberwolves could be an extremely dangerous team. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a team that could be championship caliber in two years if Anthony Edwards, you know, trusts the process. As yeah. Joel Embiid says. If if he <laughs> buys into the Timberwolves with the team that they're they've just put together, they could really build uh, because you know he's he's a rookie. You know they put a great pieces on the team. They got budget, and so they could even bring in one more person uh, during this free agency. Uh, yeah. And so that being said, you know, I'll, I guess I'll wait to get to James Wiseman, but. I think he could have also been a great pick for the Timberwolves. It, it's hard to pick between the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once again, Anthony Edwards is he's only six three, but he's two thirty five. He's kind of like yeah, I hate to compare it, but he's kind of like Zion Williamson. You know that mm-hmm. sort of super build. You know, just like mm-hmm. that guy that is dominant. And so, from a he he plays the two. I think he could bully any any point guard and a lot of shooting guards in the game and, and and be a physical presence. So he really should buy into basketball. He could change the game. Yeah. And you you talk about how they're able to sign um, another person, someone who would fit there perfectly, who has a player option, who um, who is still – playing good basketball is is DeMar DeRozan, who is a free agent this year. Um, so you've got D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, DeMar DeRozan, um, power forward Nas Reed, maybe, uh, a pick from a couple of years ago, okay. and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I think DeMar DeRozan would fit this term, team perfectly. Um, it's, it's definitely a team that, uh, you know, the – the, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns can shoot threes. Yeah. Um, Anthony Edwards has shown little, little, uh, I don't want to say, well, I, he's definitely not a three-point shooter. Yeah. He's but, not a three-point shooter, but he, he's a very explosive player, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when we think of Russell Westbrook, he's not really a three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. And they do have D'Angelo. They have Carl. Um, so they don't, they, you know, when you have two threats from three, in the game at a time and you have a dynamic point guard uh, that can beat most or a dynamic shooting guard that can beat most point guards, most quick point guards um, mm-hmm. that can create a great dynamic where you're able to spread the court. Yeah. And also I wanted to, I want to say, I think the reason why I did take Anthony Edwards and not James Wiseman is because I already have Carl Anthony Towns down there. Um, and that's, that's, so that's that's where I was kind of if you how do you play yeah. Carl Anthony Towns right yeah when I watch him play I'm I'm not really sure where he's gonna be on the court um, and I guess that's on the Timberwolves coach how does he envision <laughs> the team yeah yeah um, so moving on to the second pick who is indeed James Wiseman who's gone to the Warriors we talked about this before. Great pickup for the Warriors, finally getting that good center that they've needed for years. Years. 
years, <laughs> years. <laughs> um, and I couldn't even imagine how good this team would be this year if Clay hadn't gotten injured, um, especially with the addition of Kelly Oubre, which we're going to talk about later. Um, I, you know, I don't think there's much to say about this one. I think James Wiseman is going to be a great addition. He's a great um, offensive center, I believe. He's he's kind of similar to Carl Anthony Towns minus the three ball, and he he's got good defense too down low. He's a he's a he's definitely good at grabbing the boards and uh, and swatting shots. So and he finishes he finishes when he gets the ball in the paint. Right? Mm-hmm. He's a finisher. He's a dominating player. You mm-hmm. know he's. You know, right now he's under 250. If you put that, if that kid gets up to you know, 255, 260, there, it's, I'm, it's scary to think about, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's what they do. Um, you know, hopefully, they're able to develop him, develop him in this first year, um, get him into, you know, NBA shape, and so <laughs> come next year, the the Warriors are making that playoff run. But, you know, in the interim. I guess when you bring it up, it it, it is really unfortunate that um, Clay is injured. But I wonder, I wonder if D'Angelo could have replaced Clay. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it's an interesting question. I wonder um, how much the Timberwolves are going to benefit in this next year, and how much is it going to hurt yeah. the Warriors? Yeah. Um. So. This was a wacky draft um, for me because um, we got these top three predictions correct in our in our episode from I want to say a month or so ago. Yeah, perfect. Um, so the third the third was the mellow ball to the Hornets. Um, again, like James Wise, there's not much to say here. The Hornets really could have taken any of these top three guys and been 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 great. Mm-hmm. I'm not, well. They they would have gladly taken any of these top three guys because really when you think about it they don't have that great player at any position. Yeah. Um. So really, if they take Anthony Edwards, James Wise, and Millenball, they're gonna be they're gonna they're gonna be happy with with any of those three. So yeah. And um, for the Hornets, you know, this is gonna sound rude, but you know, Miles Bridges right now he's a highlight reel for them. And this mm-hmm. is what the metal ball will also be for them. He'll create highlight rules. He'll create, you know, a fan swell. And that's that's what he's going to be. He's he, That's what the ball family is. That's what big baller brand is. <laughs> is it's, a, it's a TV spectacle. And so, mm-hmm. Charlotte, enjoy the show. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, now, here's where it all got thrown off. And as a Chicago native, whatever you want to call it. I don't know how happy I am with this, to be honest. Um, taking someone who didn't play one minute um, of starting in college at number four in Patrick Williams. Um, I don't know how this guy plays, because I wasn't expecting him to be picked um, in the top ten. Um, but I think it's going to be one of those boomer bust situations, right? Where it's either he's going to end up just going off and scoring buckets left, right, and center. And he, well, he's more of a defensive minded player. So getting steals left, right, and center, whatever you want to call it. 
or he's gonna be kind of like that Greg Oden or yeah, yeah. something like that where he just gets into the league and kind of falls apart. Well, um, Greg Oden, he he was made with joints similar to mine. Our joints are made out of dust and feathers, <laughs> so I feel. And he was also very giant. This kid, Patrick Williams, you know, he was highly regarded as a top forty prospect out of high school, and so when even though he didn't have a starting minute i mean i live in chicago i'm gonna be hopeful yes this this pick makes no sense but things that he has he has intangibles he you know he did put in good minutes when he was a young kid Mm -hmm. and he has the size um i'm not really sure why they picked a shooting forward (laughs) It makes mm-hmm. no sense. Um, I'm not really sure how he's going to fit onto the team. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not. Yeah, as you said, I'm not too sure why they wouldn't have taken. You know, Danny of of Dia or Obi Toppin. Um, Obi or, is right there. Yeah, you know, he's he's like, if you want to put, like, I don't know, John Collins compared to Obi Toppin, there's almost no difference. And I mean, I'm, John Collins is a very good comparison because he's also new into the league. Mm-hmm. Um, here, how about uh, who, who is Obi Toppin similar? Do you think he's Obi Toppin's a guy who can get off the ground and Obi Toppin, dunk? He, he reminds <laughs> me of... Um, um, he used to play for the Lakers. Oh, um, of course we're we're both blanking on the name, but he's he's one of those guys who just he has, had a dad who also played in the league. Is is it like someone like I don't know? Um, <laughs> he played. He's like he played center. He he was a guy that get got up, gets dunks. It's blocks. Um, it, oh my gosh! Well, oh, there's Shaq, but I thought you're talking about Shaq. It's not, it's not Shaq. <laughs> oh my god! If I can't figure this out, it's gonna kill me. All right. <laughs> well, there was uh, Kareem, obviously. No. Uh, Pau Gasol. More recent. More recent. We're thinking Patrick Neil, something like that. It reminds me, his name's like Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> mm. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up like Obi Toppin comparisons, okay, right. and we'll see. Um, but anyway, and yeah. again, I'm not sure why Lance, 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 something, Larry Nance. Ah. Larry Nance. Larry Nance. There it is. <laughs> Larry Nance is a very good comparison. There yeah. Um, he's definitely similar to Larry Nance. He um he can he can score buckets easily on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um he can poster almost anyone he wants to. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm I'm just not too sure why the Bulls wouldn't have taken him. As uh Martin. Yeah. Martin is now here. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> sorry about that. Uh ran, You're good. ran a little late. Hey, Martin. How, thanks for joining. Yeah, how are you, Tigo? I'm good, Martin. Good to hear from you. Thank you. So, we've already talked about the Clay Thompson 
injury stuff, and we're up to number four um, in the NBA draft. So we're talking about Patrick Williams, why the Bulls would have picked him, um, and why wouldn't they have picked Obi Toppin or Denny of Dia? But I think I think the the short answer is it's a boomer bust situation. If Patrick Williams ends up going off, we owe a lot to the Bulls organization, and if he doesn't, then just <laughs> I don't even know what to do if he doesn't, you know, because Obi Toppin and Denny Avida of Avdia are such good players that I'm not too sure why they would have passed him up. Yeah. Um. So moving on to number five, it was the Cavs pick who took Isaac Isaac Okoro. Good pick. Yeah. Um, I don't. It was projected that Isaac Okoro was going to go here, and it's exactly what they need. And I what a small forward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good pick for them. You know, the Cavs have picked point guards in the last two NBA drafts and Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. Um, now to add on to uh, add on Onyeka, <clears throat> I mean, Isaac Okoro, sorry. And then Andre Drummond at, uh, at center and Kevin Love at power forward. I think this team could be back into contention for the first time since the LeBron days um, in a couple of years when Colin Sexton, especially, and Isaac Okoro start to, Find uh, well, Colin Sexton already kind of has, but when yeah, Colin Sexton they... has found his game. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's he's he, he's comfortable, and so yeah, I think even next year, um, you know, there there's some pieces that have moved around in the East. I think you know definitely when we talk about the Heat, it, I think they they have an, an amazing team that they put together. But I wonder, I wonder who the top eight teams are going to be in the East. Yeah, it it's always like it's always one or two teams mm-hmm. that are just end up doing so well unexpectedly in the East. Yeah, and we can't um, we can't put too much you know weight or too much hopes in right a rookie, but mm-hmm. I wonder how good Isaac Okoro can do for this team. Yeah, and I think it's the perfect choice um, for the Cavs. So congratulations. Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, moving on to number six, the Atlanta Hawks took Onyeka Okongwu. He's a center, but he can definitely play power forward um, alongside Clint Capella. I think this is another good pick. Um, a little surprising that they didn't take Obi Toppin themselves, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they have a, what's it called John Collins though, which is they 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 play a similar style. Yeah, they do have John Collins. Which then makes you think, well, maybe they should have taken Killian Hayes to play the the, the two instead of the one and be a backup point guard for Trey Young. Yeah, but I, I um, with Rondo though. <clears throat> yeah, they did bring in Rondo as well, which I can talk about. But he's, I feel like he'd be a little too undersized at the two. You know, where Killian Hayes, he's not a tall point guard, but he's slightly taller than your average point guard. He is a point guard, right? I think. Um, I th- I think he is a point guard and he is slightly taller. He's six five, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting that he he plays point. You know that that shows that he was developed well. Um, shout out to mm-hmm. the coaches um, and shout out to him for developing those Boscos. You know we've looked at you know Anthony Edwards is he's not a point guard and he's six three. So and we've looked at a couple other players, right? Yeah, Killian mm-hmm. Hayes and Obi are two players that. They they dropped in the draft um, for 
uh, interesting reasons. You know, maybe these organizations have more insight or foresight than we do, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, Killian Hayes is a good, uh, wait, yeah, Killian Hayes is a good pick for, for Detroit. Um, it's like another team that kind of needs every position except for maybe the power forward of Blake Griffin there. Mm-hmm. So, and Detroit was very active this off season as well, which we'll get into later. Um, but number eight, Knicks took Obi Toppin. I think, you know, we, we've already talked about him a good deal, so we don't have to go <laughs> into too much depth here, but I think they should be very happy with getting Obi Toppin. Um, and I think Obi Toppin should be very happy to be playing in his, in his home, um, hometown. Uh, he, he obviously grew up in New York. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that's an incredible pickup for the Knicks, you know, um, Julius Randle and Obi Toppin on the same team, that could potentially mean that they are looking to trade Julius Randle um, by bringing in Obi Toppin, because Obi Toppin should be a starting caliber player yeah. um, very quickly into his career. So Yeah, and we were you know, we were talking about Knicks making move and I think the Knicks making moves that are actually gonna develop the <laughs> team and you know, since our last talk, I think maybe the Knicks listened to our conversation. <laughs> but uh yeah, they're they're making smart moves, and if they're able to, you know, get or trade uh, Julius Randle, that's going to open up a lot of money for, uh, on their cap, and they'll be able to move. They'll be able to bring in the pieces that are necessary. So yeah, great move in bringing Obi Toppin. For sure, um, Wizards, another team that is uh, very happy with their pickup because they're expecting Denny Avdia to go to the Bulls at number four. Um, it, it's again another another great pick, another guy who dropped for whatever reason, and uh, the Wizards should also be very happy to have uh, been able to pick him up because to go alongside John Wall and Brad Bradley Beal, who they expect to stay, um, and putting putting Denny Avdia into that rotation um, should be should be very cool to see. He's a great playmaker, just like John Wall. Um, and then, really, all the Wizards really need is a, is a better center, and I think they're in contention as well. Yeah, Avdia, he's he's pretty tall. Um, I think he, mm-hmm. he's going to be a good addition. I think his height and his length will, will help him adjust to American ball. Um, hopefully, he can remain as quick. Um, you know, I haven't seen him play as much. I just know his stats. So, I think he's a young talent, um, and... Hopefully, yeah, the Wizards can bring in the additional piece. Yeah. Um, so then number 10, you've got the Suns. I was saying, if I were to get drafted this year, I'd want to go to the Suns. Not the Bulls, not the Rockets, the Suns. Because yeah, I, I want to be mentored by Chris Paul. <laughs> you know, Chris Paul is probably the highest IQ basketball player in the league. And definitely the best mentor to a young player you can get more than more so than LeBron James. Cause LeBron James is focusing on himself. You know, <laughs> he's a great player, but he needs to focus on himself to keep him great. You know, and Chris Paul is a great player, but he has that, 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 um, just that thing about him that trains young players around him. 
which is why, you know, Shea has got um, become such a good player, you know, um, why that entire uh, Lou Dort, you know, has become such a great player over the year that Chris Paul was there. Um, and I think he can do the same to Jalen Smith, who was drafted a 10th to the Suns. Um, it's a good pickup for them. It's it's uh, a good addition to Chris Paul, Devin Brooker, and DeAndre Ayton. Uh, so. Yeah, not much. Okay. Yeah, not much to say about that one. Yeah, he'll be a good addition. I think he's an explosive player, and that'll be fun mm-hmm. for Chris, Chris uh, Paul to play with. And hopefully, you know, like you said, he'll be able to mentor him and teach him how to use his athleticism in the NBA. Yeah. Um. So then, coming in at number eleven. Sorry, I'm getting uh, bombarded by. Woj tweets. I'm going to read out once we get to free agency. But um, number 11, Spurs took Devin Vassell, you know. Um, nice nice pick. Uh, another guy who was expected to... Oh, well, I don't think he's really expected to go higher, was he? I think he was expected to go, like, 10th. Um, Devin Vassell's a great pickup for the Spurs. You know, they're, they're starting... They're, they're right on the tail end of that um, tanking, uh, that very short period of tanking, it seems. Yeah. And <clears throat> Devin Bass is a good way to start. And while LaMarcus Aldridge is still around to also mentor players like Chris Paul, um, it's a good pickup for them. Um, and then number 12, the Kings took Tyrese Halliburton. Um, we saw the, the Kings, uh, meeting room reaction when they saw Tyrese Halliburton drop so much. Um, it's another, you know, Woj just tweeted, um, once Tyrese Halliburton dropped to the Kings at number 11 Wednesday's draft, Sacramento suddenly had a deeper, more um, talented backcourt than they originally anticipated heading into free agency. Um, Tyrese Halliburton is like one of those guys that you weren't expecting the Kings to take, uh, the Kings to take. Um, but due to, you know, already having Darren Fox and Buddy Heald, but I think they picked up Tyrese Halliburton cause he's a great player who is still on the board, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And it, sorry, Martin, you can go. No, 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 it's fine. I, I just, I just said, yeah, exactly. Like I, I agree. And yeah, they did. I think that that's what happened. Um, um, but how are they going to use that to their advantage? Um, you know, uh, are they going to keep them on the roster? You know, when you have two players already at that position, how many can you? How many do you want on your bench? Um, mm-hmm. and, and then, does this signal that Buddy Heald has put his foot down and said he wants to leave, or? Like what's what's that about too? Yeah, it makes it makes you question. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so coming at number thirteen, the Pelicans took Kira Lewis. Um, they obviously had to fill the hole of Drew Holiday and a great playmaker, and Kira Lewis Jr. is that. Um, Kyra, Kyra Lewis Jr. is that. Um, the, uh, again, there's not much to say about this one. You know, I think it's a great pickup for them after losing Drew Holiday. So. Yeah. Definitely a good pick. Um, number 14, the Celtics traded up to um, <clears throat> and brought in Aaron Nesmith, probably the best shooter in this draft, um, which is kind of what they needed. You know, you already had Jason Tatum, 
And and well, I don't want to say Jalen Brown is known for his shooting, but he can shoot. He can shoot. It is he. Jalen Brown has hit some clutch shots. Um, okay, I would say he's a clutch shot. I don't really watch him too closely in in particular, but um, I guess Ty, uh, Aaron Naismith is a is a great addition mm-hmm. um, for them to shoot to shoot three ball. You know, so and they did lose um, Gordon, so. They did lose Gordon Hayward, indeed. Yeah, so that was a good pickup um, from them. Moving on to number fifteen, uh, the Magic picked up Cole Anthony. It's kind of another situation where, you know, they just took him because he was still on the draft board yeah. when they didn't really need that. They need another point guard necessarily, unless if they were looking to to trade um, Evan Fournier. Um. But you know he's a great player who uh, who's going to the Magic. So you know, uh, I might be I might be reaching here, but Cole Anthony, you know, I feel like he's he's one of those players that could really uh, develop in the NBA, similar to how uh, Trey Young has. You know, mm-hmm. so for sure, let's not sleep on his 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 freshman his rookie year. Yeah, you know, just because he was pick fifteen doesn't mean he's not going to be the next. Uh... The next, I don't know, Steph Curry, <laughs> yeah. or or or, or yeah, similar. I, mean, I think the thing was too that he was supposed to have a big season and he got injured. So <clears throat> yeah, that's te- true. teams normally don't like the whole thing about why uh, Michael Porter Jr. dropped so much was because he had an injury too. It's just teams mm-hmm. don't kind of with young players they don't want to risk it. So yeah, from that standpoint, you can get why he dropped. But and then about the the stacking positions. I was going to say that, I mean, I know they do this in the NFL, but it's the strategy of um, of drafting the best available player, no matter what position he's in. And I think mm-hmm. maybe some teams in the in the N- NBA are starting to do that just because of depth. Uh-huh. I'm- yeah, it, I think it's a more effective strategy in the NFL uh, simply because you can have more players on your roster. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Being able to uh, wiggle with 15 versus wiggle around with 53 is is very different. And you know, for example, I think I think the running back game is completely different in football. You'll see teams have three or four, you know, first running backs. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. In the NBA, you, you have to have one starting point guard. And so, yeah, I think it, it is smart to bring to bring in that you know, best available player. Um, and, but in the NBA, I think you got to think about it a little more, like, can we develop this player? Is he going to replace? And then what is that going to do for our cap? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's a very interesting thing to talk about how, um, you know, I feel you want to take the better player, but um, moving on to number 16, the Blazers, um, their pick was traded to the Rockets, traded to the Pistons, and the Trevor Ariza, Robert Covington, all that deal. Um, Isaiah Stewart, my guy, Lalamir, my high school. Um, I've met him a couple of times. He's a really cool guy. He's an insane big man, just really, um, really uses his strength um, to his advantage. And he's going to be a great addition for the Pistons as well as um, Killian Hayes. Um, I said the Pist- the the Blazers made a lot of adjustments. Uh, sorry, not the Blazers. The Pistons made a lot of adjustments this offseason, mainly to bring in a lot of young talent, and they did that 
with uh, Isaiah Stewart and and Killian Hayes. Yeah. Um, and then later we'll talk about how they also traded for the Nets pick and Sadiq uh, Yeah, Bay. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but from the Rockets' standpoint, especially with how rocky everything is over there, I don't get how you uh-huh. would, how you could trade away Covington. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Robert Covington was had great defense um, to an addition for that team, as an addition for that team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. The Rockets... I don't know. It feels like they gave up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you when you start to get players saying, I want out, is when you kind of want to go into panic. You don't want to – you go into panic mm-hmm. mode, mm-hmm. especially when it's someone as high caliber as yeah. James Harden. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Isaiah Stewart, I think, is going to be great for the Pistons. Um, probably will end up playing center next to Blake Griffin. Um, and those are that's a strong, strong, um, strong front court. Um, yeah, as I said, Isaiah's a really cool guy. He'll definitely pick up some of the chemistry in that Pistons locker room too. So that's awesome. Good for the Pistons. Um, the Timberwolves, who traded for the seventeenth pick, um, was then traded to the Thunder. I'm I'm gonna say this name wrong. I'm just gonna say it right now. I haven't done much research on him, but. Alexej Pokusevsky. I'm not. I think I said that wrong. I but... think you did a good job. That was a good. Job. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But you know, I haven't seen much of him. Obviously, we had him. I had him projected to go like 25th, 26th. Um, so I'm a little surprised that Thunder took him. Um, I think they're going for the opposite of what you know um, the Magic did with Cole Anthony and. And the Kings did with Tyrese Halliburton and just went for the position that they need the most mm-hmm. instead of the best player available. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a bit strange in my opinion because, um, well, the the Thunder are a rebuilding team. And a rebuilding team, you just want to take the best position available. Yeah, that's very um, true. That's very true. <clears throat> and, like, when the think about the – like, we talked about the um, the Warriors, right? They just pulled in a really great player, but – Mm-hmm. The reason for years they didn't have a big center and they did fine, right? Because they were mm-hmm. pulling in the best players and yeah. they made it work. You know, the, the sport is very dynamic, um, right? The person that they, they picked, he's a seven foot power forward. Um, I, I wonder if he'll stay power forward, you know? And so, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a confusing pick. It's a confusing pick. Yeah, but maybe the Thunder have that. Uh, trust in him to to be able to do great for them, um, but we'll soon see um, as the season starts in uh, about a month from now. So, um, the Mavericks picked up Josh Green, um, a, another great uh, athletic dunker um, to come straight into the league and be putting people in posters like Obi Toppin. Um, I'm excited to see him play, especially alongside such a great playmaker like uh, like Luca. Um, I think that's going to be a great duo. And then you've got Chris Stapps as well down low. So I think the Mavs are looking pretty good. Um, pretty good with Josh Green. Yeah. Um, then 19, uh, before last, the one that we're going to talk about, um, the Nets traded to Clippers, traded to Pistons in the Luke Kennard, Landry Shamit, all that deal. Um, they took Sadiq Bay, another great guy. 
Um, for for the Pistons, the Pistons are set. Really, <laughs> they've got a really great young core now. With these three guys on the top twenty of this of this draft class, I think the Pistons are gonna um, be a good team in a couple of years if they can bring in a couple a couple of vets as well to yeah. add on to Blake Griffin and Jake Paul. <clears throat> yeah. And Jake and who? <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> so then the twentieth and and final for us, um, the Heat took Precious Achiuwa. Um, pretty expected. You know, he's a great player to add on to the Heat roster, who made it to the finals last year. Um, and I think that bringing in Precious just boosts their chances of making it back again. Um, if the Heat can can work as hard as they did last season, last season really, yeah, yeah. This is, I think, a perfect pick for the Heat. Um, it brings in somebody uh, with physicality that I think is going to have a long <clears throat> NBA career that can help bang um, when they when they play like those bigger teams like the Lakers. Um, you know, that's what they needed. They needed somebody who was physical who can you know, bang. And so that's what they have now. Uh, they have a bigger team. Um, and so they're going to be dangerous in the East. Yeah, for sure. So moving on to the second part of the show today, um, NBA free agency and trades that have happened since last episode. Um, there are two teams that have done quite a bit this year to to improve. The Lakers somehow managed to improve again. And... The Hawks. Um, so let's start with the Lakers. They they trade for Dennis Schroeder first. Um, what did they give up? What did you say? For Dennis Schroeder, they gave up uh, Danny Green. And there was one more player who I'm blanking on now. Um, it was Danny Green and a first-round pick. So OKC brings oh, in another first-round pick. Um and then Dennis Schroeder is just going to make this team so much better, too. You know, the sixth, uh, sixth man of the year. Um, if Obviously, we talked about last week, he's put up his best numbers when at six men. He's going to be starting this season for L.A. But we'll see if the experience of being six man will help him be a better starter. Um, what do you guys think? about that. Yeah, I mean, um I think he he's going to have a, it helps out LeBron a lot, so it's a great pickup. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um I think I think that the Lakers don't need um Dennis Schroeder to start. Um and I say that because they still have uh KCP um mm-hmm. and they do still have Caruso. Um, I mean, Caruso's not a starter. Um, I, I mean, they do have other small forwards. They do have other point guards that are part of the team. And so mm-hmm. they can put him in at a position that he's comfortable with, you know, because all the other people that are on that team are veterans. Um, they do yeah. also have Mark Gasol. They, do, mm-hmm. they played really big last year. You know, they mm-hmm. love that big lineup. And so I wonder if they'll continue to do that, right? So they do have KCP. They have Kyle Kuzma, right? 
and they they have a long list of veterans on their team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do they still have waiters? They do. They do still have Dion Waiters and uh, and J.R. Smith and, as well. So, like, how did they even do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no idea how, especially after we read out the next couple of guys that they got, how they have enough cap space <laughs> to do this. <laughs> um, I, mean, the I was going to say, were you gonna say, I think, because AD isn't on a max <clears throat> max, but I think I think it'll be, so maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Lakers also picked up Montrez Harrell, who decided, you know, I love LA, but I hate this Clippers locker room. <laughs> so, um, he decided to head for, uh, head for, I was going to say LA, but he's still in LA. Um, head, head to the Lakers. I, well, I was going to say Staples Center, but they, you know, uh, I don't, I don't really know what to say here. He, he um, just drove across <laughs> the street pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Montrez Harrell is another great pickup, um, for the Lakers, six man of the year as well, um, who will probably be starting, I would assume at center or power forward, depending. Well, here's the thing. They picked up Montrez Harrell and Mark Gasol. I've been seeing things saying, you know, they're picking up these guys because AD is on the verge Absolutely of not, not. resigning. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. Right. I don't believe that AD is not going to resign. But there's always that potential chance, you know. It would be like it would be incredible if AD didn't re- resign. But like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm so, like, we're looking at this Lakers team. How do they have this many players? I'm, uh-huh. I'm just like speechless <laughs> over here. If they like Montrezl Harrell is an amazing. He's a freak athlete. He's a physical presence. It should be illegal for them to have this many players that are <laughs> LeBron, AD, Dwight, Montrez. Well, to be fair, they did lose Dwight in uh, in he, Dwight went to Philly. Oh, but okay, all right. But still, you know, <laughs> picture this. Picture this. You've got Dennis Schroeder starting at point guard. You've got KCB at shooting guard. LeBron James at small forward, Anthony Davis at power forward, and <clears throat> Montrose Harrell starting at center with a bench of Mark Gasol and Wesley Matthews, which we'll get to in a second. And I'm forgetting um, one more big name. Uh, obviously, you've got Caruso, but there's one more um, that I'm forgetting. Uh, Danny Green. Mark oh, no, Morris. they got rid of Danny Markeith Morris. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're running that 10 man rotation or nine man rotation, you've pretty much got a very reliable player on the court. All five players, all very reliable players on the court at the same time. You know, so I think the Lakers are going for that uh, championship two in a row um, this year. And I think it'd be pretty hard to stop them unless if James Harden goes to the Nets. <laughs> Well, um, maybe maybe LeBron is trying to get his three peat in LA. What? Yeah. What if he's? <laughs> that's what he looks like he's trying to do. Because our, indeed, we, we all know that he's the one pulling the strings, and mm-hmm. he's right there in the books. 
Yeah, you, I mean, when you get a phone call from LeBron James saying, "Hey, come join me in LA," you're gonna say, "Okay, well, let me let me let me stop doing what I'm doing and and, and buy an apartment right out there, um, get a Hollywood Hollywood suite or whatever you wanna call it." But um, so then they also signed Wesley Matthews, another great pickup, uh, three point shooting guy, to join KCP um, at, at the perimeter. It's a good pickup for them. Um, very good pickup for them. Uh, though he only did shoot at 35% from three, um, he can definitely improve on that, uh, especially alongside um, LeBron, who, like Chris Paul, I said, is a, is a mentor. Um, so, And then you've got the Hawks, who also made a lot of moves this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, they picked up Rajon Rondo. They picked up Chris Dunn from the Bulls. They t- picked up Solomon Hill. Rajan Rondo and Chris Dunn are two of the best defensive point guards in today's league. Um, Chris Dunn obviously was what top top five in steals in the NBA, coming off the bench um, for Chicago. Rondo, we all know, is a great defensive point guard, and especially after what we saw him do in the bubble, can be considered a, a great offensive point guard now too. And Solomon Hill, after we saw what he did for Miami can be a great just rotational guy who can come in for 15 minutes per game, put up 10 points and five rebounds and a couple assists. So, Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder if, how they'll, they'll put the pieces together, right, at the Hawks. Um, mm-hmm. Since, you know, yes, Rajon and Chris are great uh, point guards defensively. Um, I wonder if they can move Trey to shooting and um, – if they can get some giants alongside of them to balance out that size. Right. Well, you do have Quint Capella and John Collins, and now you do have Onyeka Pongu. So the Hawks team is looking pretty stacked for next year. And then you've got Woj who just tweeted out, um, Sacramento is declining to match Bogdan Bogdanovich's um, offer from the Hawks. So he's going to be going to Atlanta now too. So, that is going to be a stacked team. They will be in the playoffs. Oh. Maybe it's maybe it's seven seed. So, Bob but Don, they will be in the playoffs. Bogdan is not going to to Sacramento, or he's not going to Milwaukee. He ended up uh, oh, something ended Milwaukee. up happening. Yeah, something ended up happening in that Milwaukee deal where it just fell through. Um, which means I don't know. Maybe Giannis is back out and saying, you know, maybe I don't want to sign again. Anyway. That's a whole nother topic. But yeah, um, Bogdan did uh, end up getting just signed by the Atlanta Hawks. Um, so yeah, as I said, the Hawks will be a playoff team this year. They might be 7th or 8th seed, but they will be in those playoffs. Yeah, so no doubt. Um, so then next up, you've got uh, a couple guys, you know... Um, I'm just going to kind of read these off before we end the podcast. Definitely feel free to intervene um, if you want to talk about any of these guys. But um, you've got several max rookie extensions um, in Jason Tatum, re-signing a, uh, a contract with the Celtics with a rookie max extension. Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell signs rookie max extension with the Jazz, which I think is crucial, both of those guys crucial to their organizations. Yeah, that's um, for the Celtics and the Jazz. Yeah, and then 
today, as of like maybe two hours ago, Bam Adebayo was offered a uh, rookie max extension from the Heat, um, which is interesting because two years, uh, well, before last season, Bam Adebayo was coming off the bench and putting up five points per game, and all of a sudden he's this all-star starter getting a rookie max extension, um, which is great for him. Um, yeah, he's, because... he's really developed. And the way that it, he was de- he was dribbling the ball and poised in the playoffs, like mm-hmm. he deserves a contract. The Heat made they're gonna the Heat are gonna be the number one seed next season. It's either the Heat or the Celtics. I promise you. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got Brendan Ingram who signed a max contract with the Pelicans. Um, great pickup by the Pelicans, of course. Brendan Ingram has shown a lot of improvement since he was um, in the Lakers and that, and then involved in that Anthony Davis trade. Um, he's been doing very well there, and I'm excited to see Brandon Ingram um, play alongside Zion Williamson. So, um, Next, you've got Kelly Oubre, who signed to the Warriors, another great pickup by the Warriors. Um, unfortunate Clay wouldn't play this season because if he could, you'd have a starting lineup of <clears throat> Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kelly Oubre, um, Draymond Green, and James Wiseman with Andrew Wiggins as your sixth man, which just sounds like a team you'd put together in 2K with no salary cap. <laughs> um, but, you know, another great pickup for them, a young player. Um, it's When you think about the Warriors, it's really their bench that you worry about, really. Um but every year that you think about the Warriors, you were worried, you're worried about their bench. Yeah, but they've won true. several championships without having a great bench. Kudos to them. Steve Kerr is a great coach. Indeed. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Warriors also picked up Brad Wanamaker, who's going to be a great backup for Steph Curry. Um, good defense and good playmaking. So that's a great pickup for the Warriors. Um, Gordon Hayward went to the Hornets to go join, uh, Lamella Ball, uh, Miles Bridges, Malik Monk. Um, so the Hornets still not going to be a great team, but they won't be at the bottom anymore. I can, I can tell you that. I still don't think um, they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think they're making the playoffs, but they're not going to be last this season. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> Saric resigns with the Suns, which I thought was crucial because that's their starting power forward for next season to go along with Chris Paul, DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Ayton, and Devin Booker. Um, another interesting thing was Dwight Howard going to the Sixers. You have another huge center um, coming to the Sixers to go along with Joel Embiid. Um, and I think I think Dwight uh, is going to like it there, the play style. You know, obviously we don't know the exact play style for next season because they just hired Doc Rivers, but well, I, mean, um, I think Doc Dwight... Rivers um, was a part of the Clippers when they were about Lob City. So um, hopefully, mm-hmm. and they do have three players that would could swallow up any lob. So if you can develop uh, point guards um, in that organization and shooting runs in that organization to look up for Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid and Dwight, um, they can be a real physical presence, similar to how the Lakers play this season. Uh, mm-hmm. people. 
Yeah. Um, ben Ben Simmons, or I'm sorry, Dwight Howard ran a whole lot of pick and roll last season on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. He's definitely going to continue to do that this season, maybe even more frequently with Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something to look out for. Then you've got Austin Rivers to the Knicks. Um, I included this because Austin Rivers was having a great playoffs um, off the bench, especially while Russell Westbrook was injured or or when he wasn't playing for a couple games. Um, he was doing great for the Rockets, and now he's on the Knicks to go join Obi Toppin. Um, that was definitely interesting. I was, I was expecting him to re-sign, um, to be honest, but... Um, and then finally, our last two, Tory Craig to go to the Bucks to kind of fill that hole that Wesley Matthews left. Um, and Harry Giles to the Blazers, a, a talented center that still has lots of development mm-hmm. um, to be done from the Kings, of course, um, to go help out Yusuf Nurkic down low. Um, definitely interesting pickup for them, but I think he's going to do he's going to do great things for, for Portland, honestly. Yeah. Um, so this was, this was a great episode. We got, we got a lot covered today. Um, I knew this was going to be a long episode as we approach the hour mark here. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us next week. We're going to, uh, go back to talking about team talks. Um, I'm not too sure which division we're going to do next. We're going to figure that out later. Um, but yeah, it was this, this week was definitely fun. Um, especially with NBA draft and free agency and all that. Um, so yeah, we had a lot to cover this week and I think we did a very good job. Yeah. So, um, what are you going to say? Yeah, no, there's a lot, a lot covered. I mean, this is a very, very active week in the NBA in terms of pieces moving around. So we had a lot to cover. Yeah. My throat is definitely feeling a little bit sore. (laughs) after this one. Um, so yeah, this has been, um, on the fast break NBA talk. I've been your host, Alex, joined today by Tigo and Martin. Thank you guys so much for coming. Um, We'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Happy Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, everyone out there.